My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you, and I am Jenny Dean Schmidt. It's amazing how he always gets that right. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom. Uh, I'm so glad you tuned in today. I uh, My prayer is always that this is uh, a blessing to the people who turn in and that you've tuned in for a reason. Uh, and that, you know, this particular day will be a help to you. We have an amazing week this week. We're calling it Heaven Week. I felt like it was appropriate as the holidays are approaching. For for a lot of people, the holidays are a celebratory time and they can really uh, be blessed by it and get into it and and they're happy with their little kids and it's festive. But for a lot of other people, it's also a tough time because they're dealing with struggle and loss and and, um, financial issues and maybe death in the family or anniversaries of death or sickness. And uh, that's one of the reasons I did this this week. Heaven Week. We are going to be interviewing at least one fairly famous person. His name is Don Piper. He is the author of 90 Minutes in Heaven. He's been all over television off and on for the last seven or eight years since he wrote the book and uh, went through the experience that he went through uh, to, to... create 90 minutes in heaven. So he's coming up today and tomorrow. His his story of the vision that he had of heaven will blow your mind. I mean, whether, whether you believe it or not, and, and uh, my hope is that some folks that do not believe it uh, will tune in today just to hear what he has to say, because I've read his book now several times, uh, not completely through the second time, but it, it just amazing and really reassuring. And I, I really want this to bless you today. And he's going to tell us what he's up to now and, and what's coming up and um, some surprising lessons for you and what those who don't believe him say. I mean, we're going to, we're going to touch on all kinds of things. So I really, my hope is that that's a blessing to you today. I have to say a couple little things. Today is my mommy's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. And it's my birthday too. I was born on my mother's birthday. Uh, this birthday has been a little tough on the runway approaching. And that is because I turn 50 today. And uh, as a woman, I think a lot of women struggle with that age in particular. Uh, it's almost even hard to say it on the air. <laughs> but I decided that instead of lamenting it and feeling sorry for myself and feeling old and washed up, I would say, oh my gosh, I'm going to get on my knees this morning and thank God that I am 50 that for all my years of being a hypochondriac and thinking I was dying of this thing or that, or that something awful was going to happen to me, or that I was just going to collapse and die, um, I've made it to 50 so far. So I just thank God for that, that I'm alive and well, and my kids are doing well, and my husband is doing well, and I'm very, very blessed. I see that today as a lot of people reach out to me on Facebook, and I've gotten lots of calls, and I'm not going to brag about it because those are the kind of things that make other people mad. Oh, how nice for you that all these people love you and reached out to you because some people have lonely birthdays, but I feel very blessed. And uh, I just wanted to say that. All right. I, I can hardly wait to get to our guest. I just want to say one little thing. I, again, as I said, this time of year is a, a time that I really yearn to encourage people because I know a lot of people struggle with uh, 
issues of depression and feeling at a loss, feeling lonely, feeling left alone, feeling um, despair, feeling purposelessness. And I get it. I have been there, actually. Um, so I get those things. But I want to tell you something. Today I was listening to a gentleman named Mylon Lefebvre. And I hope I'm saying that correct, Lee. Uh, here's a little tune that might remind you of who he is. Okay, admittedly, quite an old song, like 1970s. I was listening to it when I was like 10. Um, but fabulous song. And uh, Mylon is an amazing man and worked with all the biggies like the Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton and, and folks like that. Happens to also be a Christian, but he talked about his years in rock and roll when he was working with and, and knowing people like Dylan and the Beatles and, and the Rolling Stones and all those folks. And he said, you know, the interesting thing that I found is that a lot of men in particular say, if I could just be a rock and roll star. I mean, that's kind of almost passe, but if I could just be a rock star, I'd be good to go. I'd have the money, I'd have beautiful women, I'd have the cars, I'd have a success, I would be on stages all over the world, wouldn't I be happy? And he said, you'd be amazed at how many people were on drugs and strung out and alcoholics and completely miserable. So I want you to know today that if you have a picture in your mind of what would make you happy if you were just that thing or if you just had that amount of money or just that house or that car or that success or even that health. Um, and of course, I feel ba very badly for people who are struggling with those issues. And of course, I want people to have enough. But at the same time, I want you to know that he said, I was there at the pinnacle. These people had everything and they were unhappy. What he believes and what I believe is that in the end, the only one that you can really find happiness from is the one who created happiness and joy. And it can be a long road to get there. And some people resist Jesus and they resist God and they resist the Bible and they resist truth. Um, and they'd rather seek all the things that the world says is going to make them happy. But in the end, honestly, I believe him when he says that, that that is the place you need to go. The one who made you. If you want to find true peace and joy and happiness, it's, it's a tough journey sometimes to get there. But in the end, that is what will make you happy. So I encourage you today to, to figure out a way to love God and love others. There's, there is a way to be happy in those two commands, loving God and loving others. Okay. A reminder that we videotape this show and we put it on channelmom.com so that uh, you can see past shows with famous people that you would know and love. Um, some famous people like the guys from Duck Dynasty and Gretchen Carlson from Fox News and Kay Warren, Rick Warren's uh, wife, and all kinds of people that you would know. 
But uh, also folks you don't know who could give you wonderful lessons in being a single mother or your marriage or certain kinds of child rearing like teenagers and toddlers. And so go to channelmom.com and see our past videos and podcasts that can be a blessing to you and your friends and uh, tell folks about us here right here on KLBZ 810 AM. All right, coming back. Don Piper, amazing Store. I mean, ugh, it's an honor for me to be able to talk to him today on Heaven Week, right here on Channel Mom. We'll be right back with the author of 90 Minutes in Heaven, right here on Channel Mom on KLVZ, 810 a.m. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> what are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90 FE 51 Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Today, I'm here to tell you about American Family Insurance's awesome Teen Safe Driver Program. It's designed to... Oh, I got a text. Yep, teens can be easily distracted. That's why we created the Teen Safe Driver Program. According to the Journal of Safety Research, it's the only program proven to reduce risky driving behavior by 70%. Call your local agent to get a quote and learn more about the program today. Your dream is out there. Go get it. We'll protect you. Call Tom at Tom Walker Agency, your American Star Certified Agency. Excellence in customer experience at TomWalkerInsurance.com. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialize in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. this week. I did it kind of as a birthday present to myself. Since today is my birthday, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to cheer myself up because I'm a little older with Heaven Week. And I am so, so grateful for the guest that we have coming up. I, I wrote, read his book years ago. It meant a huge... Uh, how do I want to put it? it? It had a great deal of meaning to me. And uh, the way in which he wrote it, which, which was full of humility and... Uh, awe. I was just so touched by his willingness to share. And despite the fact that he, uh, after his heavenly experience, went through an enormously painful ordeal to stay alive. And so I was impressed that he was willing to share his story with us. And uh, I, I want to welcome him in just a second, but I want to let you know a little bit about Don Piper before we welcome to the show. 
he, he is known as a dynamic speaker and, of course, the best-selling author of 90 Minutes in Heaven. You may have heard of it. It is a true story of death and life. I love how he's reversed those two words. He's also been uh, an actor and a syndicated columnist, columnist, a former CBS and CBN television network executive, a former youth minister, education minister, senior adult minister, all kinds of things. The list goes on. Obviously, God is using him in big ways. Uh, he's in great demand in pulpits across the U.S. and around the world. He's spoken in so many places it, you can't count. Uh, he, he, I think part of this all sprung off the fact that he had a vision of heaven. Most of us would like to have it. He got to have it. He would tell you that he had to go through a lot of pain to have it. Uh, I'm not sure he would regret that pain, but but uh, it has been an amazing walk that he has gone through. So without further ado, I do want to welcome the author of 90 Minutes in Heaven, Don Piper, to the Channel Mom Show. Welcome, Don. Well, thank you so much. Apparently, I can't keep a job. Um, <laughs> I, I Listening to you tick those things off, I, I, I need to stay somewhere, I guess. I don't know. And happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. It's my mommy's birthday, too. I was born on her birthday. Isn't that cool? How about that? Well, my mother was born on her father's birthday, too. That's pretty strange. Isn't yeah. It? Yes, it is. What, what I, are the odds? Yeah, exactly. And my brother, by the way, was almost born on my dad's birthday. He missed it by a day. He was a little oh. late. I at least was on time. That is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's what I, you know, what was really on my heart as I was reading through your book the second time, I thought, I'm going to ask him right out of the gate, how are you doing? How is your pain? Because I, you said so many times in the book, I really just wanted to go back to heaven. I really just wanted to go back to heaven. I really just wanted to go back to heaven. How is your pain and how are you dealing with it? Um, I get asked that question a lot from people who are in pain, uh, in and all the kinds of different pains that you can have. Um, I, it, it varies. Uh, today, uh, it's cold and uh, wet in Houston, yeah. and uh, cold by Houston standards. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, it, and, and that affects me. Uh, the colder and wetter it gets, the, the harder it is for me to kind of put one foot in front of another. But I, I, I have a very high tolerance for pain in the first place. I'm not sure that's an advantage in the long run because it, it, it just kind of piles up on you after a period of time. But um, I, I've just been able to, to, to deal with it. And, and I get asked by people who take medications and everything. And, I, you know, if, you, if you're prescribed the medication and it's good for you, you should do that. Yeah. I've just never – I've had so many fi- side effects from those things over the years. They just have really caused me more problems than they're worth. So I, I for lack of a better description, I've just tried to gut it out uh, uh, since I uh, kind of got back on my feet. But yeah. uh, I did learn uh, after the accident and the recovery and all the surgeries and everything that um, I did learn pain in a way that I never understood it. I, I didn't literally know you could hurt like that and, and live. Uh, but you can, uh, and uh, and I and I just am. I just uh, I, I I get up and look at the calendar and see where I'm supposed to be, and I do my very best to get there and yeah. try to try not to think too much about that. I fo- I focus on the things at hand and the things that I'm to do, and uh, then I just try to go about it 
Yeah. I don't know uh, if you've ever read Philip Yancey's books about pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Um, Big fan of Philip's. Yeah. yeah he, he, well, he's a friend because he lives just a town away. Um, right. And I, I met him years ago. And, and I, his books, I'm sure, have great meaning to you because he's it touching does. on some of those issues. Yeah, he and I have done some uh, conferences together. And uh, I just think the world of him, he's, uh, he's got an incredible sense of humor. And yeah. he's, uh, d- he's deeply in touch with the human human condition. Yes, he is. I'm going to tell you a little background about me before we continue on this interview. And I do want to remind folks that Mr. Piper, thank God, is going to be with us tomorrow as well so we can delve a little deeper into these issues. And he's going to be staying on and and, uh, we will be having him on tomorrow. So um, here's the deal about you and me. I I know that God put your book in my hands. Um, I grew up in a family with just about no believers, Um, intellectual family, uh, academics, and... um, some of them have a, a, a vague uh, feeling of, of God, but um, I don't think one of them except one adopted cousin that I discovered that I have, um, not one of them sort of says the Bible's all true and they follow Christ. And that's what I do. Um, so it's a, a miracle in and of itself that, that I am at this place. It happened uh, in my mid-30s. But um, your book and, and others like it mean a great deal to me. Because it's hard to march up to somebody and just say, my book's better than your book. My God's better than your God. I know it to be true. Now, as I've lived it, I understand that the story of Christ is the most profound story out there. So I believe it's of God and, and in the things that were unfolded and proven that he did. But, but your testimony of, look, this stuff is real. And the things that were told in the Bible are, are truth it, to the point of the next world. And, and so when I hear testimonies like you, yours, especially in the midst of your pain, you, you told it in the midst of your post-accident pain, I, I, I just want you to know it, it buffets my faith. I, I, I thank you for writing the book. I'm so grateful for people like you who tell bold, courageous stories. Um, I'm, oh, that's very kind. Thank well, you. I mean it. And, and, and you do lift up people like me. But, and by the way, I love my family. I adore them. We're just different on this, on this very important issue. Um, do you mind retelling folks? I know you've retold this story you know, thousands of times. Do you mind just in the next five minutes telling people what happened on that day sure. and what you saw? I'd be glad to. I, uh, I was killed on the way to church, um, <laughs> which I think, is, I think is fairly important. Um, it, because it tells me that it could happen anywhere, anytime, any yep. place, and we have to be ready all the time uh, for the last breath here on Earth. And I just left the conference uh, uh, in East Texas, where I was living, uh, and I was on my way to church to do a Bible study on a Wednesday night. I was a pastor, and uh, I didn't make it uh, just only 10 minutes out of the gates of the conference center, crossing a rural bridge, uh, a very old, uh, narrow bridge, and an 18-wheeler across the center stripe and, and just hit me head on, just rolled over the top of my car. Mm-hmm. Struck a couple of other vehicles. It was a horrific crash on this bridge, and uh, obviously police, EMTs were dispatched to treat the victims. Everyone else was okay, miraculously, really, mm-hmm. but I was not. And uh, the, all of the, the, the medical people tried to work on me because no one else was hurt and, and restore me, bring me back, resuscitate me, and uh, they were unsuccessful. Uh, and they tried everything, and uh, I was pronounced dead on the scene and uh, covered up with a tarp, literally waiting for the medical examiner. Uh, behind me were lots of other pastors. One of them came up on the bridge. Uh, he felt God speak to him and say, pray for, the, that, pray for me, although he did not know me, and uh, he got permission to get in the car and pray over the body, uh, just simply because God told him to. And that was not part of his theology, praying for dead people. 
Yeah. Uh, and by my, the way, multiple people declared you dead. It wasn't just one person oh, no, who got no, it, it wrong. Four, four paramedics. Yeah. Four, four paramedics, really. Um, is it, uh oh. No, no, you're on? still here. You're still here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they uh, did things that they never, they never even tried before. Just they just heard of because they were you know trying to trying to resuscitate me and they were unsuccessful. So um, the body was covered up. They waited for the coroner. Um, and uh, this gentleman was praying for you. Yeah, he's praying for me. And uh, they, they tried to notify my family, uh, at least that I'd been in an accident. They weren't able to get in touch with them. My wife was teaching school, and our children were in school. So they called the church where I was headed, told them I'd been in an accident. Church launches into a massive prayer meeting, starts calling other churches around Houston. It spreads to neighboring states. It goes coastal. In a very short period of time, and I mean a matter of minutes, People are praying for me all over the world, most of whom don't even know me. Yeah. Well, this goes on for an hour and a half while they're waiting for the coroner. Apparently there were other accidents around the county that day, so they're having trouble getting the coroner out there. Uh, this went on for an hour and a half, therefore the title, 90 Minutes in Heaven. Yes. And uh, the accident happened at a quarter to 12. At 1.15, uh, the pastor who's praying over my dead body is in the wreckage, holding onto my right shoulder, my, my my right arm is the only thing I did not break in the accident. And he's praying for me, singing an old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Thousands of people are praying all over the world who don't know I'm dead. And he's, uh, the pastor sings a song, What a Friend I Have in Jesus. I started singing it with him. And uh, he jumped out of the car pretty fast, as you might imagine, and went over to the policeman and said, The dead man is singing. Well, nobody believed that. But he finally convinced them to at least check on me, and they found that I was alive, not very and they proceeded to try to remove me from the accident because uh, now I'm alive. And I was taken to a series of hospitals. Finally, finally went up at a level one trauma center in um, in Houston, which was the nearest one to that very remote accident site. And I would be in a hospital bed from then on for 13 months and have 34 operations to try to reassemble me, which took some doing, uh, experimental surgeries. And in fact, uh, my left leg was missing four inches. My right, my left arm was in the back seat. I had brain damage, internal injuries in the steering wheel. I was just really just torn apart, really. So um, it took three or four years for me to learn to walk again, and they said I never would. And uh, the left arm that was in the back seat ended up being reattached, and I, I still have it today. So yeah. a lot of miraculous things happened. Uh, a lot of prayers were answered. I really didn't have anything to do with my survival. Had I had a choice, I wouldn't have survived. I, I would have stayed where I was, which was in heaven. The moment I took my last breath on the bridge, I was standing at one of the gates in heaven. There are 12 of them. And uh, if you've been there, you don't want to be here. And uh, I didn't want to be here. And, uh, wow, uh, as things un, uh, kind of unfolded in the next few months after the accident, it was uh, a nightmare beyond description, really. So. Yes. Uh, I'd yes. rather be in heaven, but I, I got sent back here. Yes. I, so I'm, here we are. Yes, and, I, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow because I want two things to happen. I want you to encourage, if you don't mind, folks who live with chronic pain. Sure. Um, and, and, and what you found about the message that God has allowed you to give in the midst of horrendous pain, especially as contrasted to heaven. And so I want to talk about that. But, but 
and, and we have three minutes left in the show, but I, but I, and I hate to condense God's most amazing place into three minutes, <laughs> but I, I wondered if you could go on for 90 seconds um, about the fact that you say things like time had no meaning. And, and I love where you said, as I try to explain this, my words seem weak and hardly adequate because of all, you know, the amazing things you were seeing. Just, just a vision quickly for folks. Yeah, I, I didn't talk about this for 14 years uh, in, in, in public or in, in, in print because uh, there are no earthly words to do it justice. I mean, yeah. how do you describe a heavenly place with earthly words? But it's just simply the most real thing that ever happened to me. And incidentally, I wouldn't have believed this could happen before it happened to me. I, oh. I just wouldn't. That wouldn't have been part of my theology. It, it was never that I didn't believe in heaven. I, I preached it. I was a pastor. But I didn't believe you could go there and come back here until I got hit by a big truck on a bridge. And and so it's it's now my reality. This is not. Um, it is eternal. There is no age there. There, there's no time there. It is. I could have been there for ninety years, not ninety minutes or ninety seconds, because there's, there's no concept of time in heaven. I surrounded by people I had known and loved and lost uh, here on earth, and uh, they were more real there than they were ever here. I mean, the last time I had seen most of these people that I saw at the gates of heaven, they, they were in they were in caskets. They yeah. they were at a funeral, and now. They're greeting me at the gates. They knew I was coming. You won't sneak up on heaven. Everybody there knows who's coming. And so it was, it was my reality. It is my reality now. And, of course, I've spent my time back here trying to do two things, get as many people in as I can yeah. while I can, and help people have a better life on the way to heaven. Yeah. Because a lot of people are struggling with a lot of stuff, uh, emotional, physical, spiritual, psychological pain. Here and I had to learn to overcome that because I was never going to be the same after the truck hit me. And there are a lot of things that happen in life for all of us uh, from which we will never be the same. And so I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in finding a new normal, being being knocked down but not out. Yeah. And so that's why I spend time doing trying to help people begin again. Yeah, and you ex- exist in the reality of an eternal God, which yes. is a great privilege in many ways, despite your earthly agony in, at some point. Um, yeah. You're going to be back with us tomorrow. First of all, thank you so much for being part of our Heaven Week. Oh, sure. Honored to do it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Heaven. I'm, <laughs> we, we want everybody to go. And here's, here's the best news. You can't go. Yeah. I'd want you to go. Yeah. It's a prepared place for prepared people. Absolutely. In 15 seconds, Don, can you just tell them your website where folks can find more? Uh, well, I, I have a website called DonPiperMinistries.com, plural, DonPiperMinistries.com. So Wonderful. we'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. All right. You will be back with us tomorrow. God yeah. bless you. Thank you for, for telling what you told us. We're going to get back to more tomorrow, and I'm going to tell folks coming up the issues I'm going to touch on with him. We are so grateful for this man and for the book he's written. Uh, We'll be right back with the Channel Mom Show. Today I'm here to tell you about American Family Insurance's awesome Teen Safe Driver Program. It's designed to... Oh, I got a text. Yep, teens can be easily distracted. That's why we created the Teen Safe Driver Program. According to the Journal of Safety Research, it's the only program proven to reduce risky driving behavior by 70%. Call your local agent to get a quote and learn more about the program today. Your dream is out there. Go get it. We'll protect you. Call Tom at Tom Walker Agency, your American Star Certified Agency. Excellence in customer experience at TomWalkerInsurance.com. 
These days, couples will work for just about anything. From communication Hello? to companionship. From fun Whee! to love. From passion <laughs> and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90-FE-0051. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. So grateful for our sponsors. I hope you will go get their products. Hey, uh, coming back tomorrow, I'm going to ask Don Piper about what the skeptics say, about if he has ever doubted his vision, about what he hopes to accomplish with it, you know, with it, and uh, how he's incorporated the pain into what he's passing on to people to help them. So come back tomorrow with us, and we'll talk to Don Piper again, the author of 90 Minutes in Heaven. In the meantime, thank you, moms, for all you do. If no one else thanks you, I'm here to thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.